Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And, and this, this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as oh, you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. Really. <laughs> that was mine. Hi, 50 ishers. It's Mel and Trish. Welcome to this week's episode of Don't Give a 50, a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and just don't give a 50 because we're aiming to thrive and live our best lives every single day. Absolutely. Let's do this. <laughs> so let's not half ass this life. <laughs> Okay, Trish, I'm with you. I'm with you. So Helen Robinson reached out via Instagram and said, Hi, ladies. Love seeing your smiling faces here and listening to your pods. I was told by a friend I would love your chat with Lisa Curry, and I certainly did. So many laughs and heartfelt moments. Keep up the good work. So thank you, Helen. Yeah, thanks, Helen. We loved our chat with Lisa. It did bring back a lot of good memories and good times. It did. It did. And I think that there was quite a natural vibe going on because obviously Trish and I have known her for a long time, but we really appreciate you taking the time to reach out on Instagram and sending through that message. Please keep the messages coming and take the time to rate and review. For those of you who listen on Spotify too, by the way, there is now a question and answer section at the bottom of the show notes on each episode so you can start leaving us messages. One of these fine days when poor Trish isn't so busy, she might be able to do another one of her fantastic um, videos. You did such a good job that day. Such a good job. I'm excellent at it. (laughs) Hooray, hooray. Such a technical (laughs) whiz. You're better than I am. So, Ray, Ratings and reviews help us enormously with stats, as we've mentioned before, and also helps the other would-be 50-ishers find us. So keep them coming in, and thanks so much to those who have already done so. Yeah, we so so appreciate it. And the more people that will listen... 
the better because we're sharing the community, the message. It's great for Mel and I, but mm. we just so desperately want to keep this podcast and content coming to you and that all helps. Yeah, it does. It really does. We've had a really dynamic conversation with oh a very gosh, energized a firecracker. I feel like I shot. need to go out and do something. I know, that's what we're doing. Like I need to go and do something, get serious, do some hustling, bloody get some shit done today. Her energy. Cross off a few things, create a list and cross off a few things. And don't sleep too much. No. <laughs> Gosh. Been trying to get seven to eight hours. Waste oh, of time. Oh, total waste of time. Sleep's overrated. <laughs> no, I'm going to no. lean in. I love sleep. Oh, I need no, no, sleep. Yeah, and if you need it, then yeah. you take it. But our guest today. Pour on. Tina. Tina I'm going to take it. Fold. <laughs> Stop. Our guest today, Tina Nettlefold, she's a bit like me and she does not need she much doesn't sleep. She need a lot of sleep. Holy shit, she's got way more energy. Oh, I my mean, gosh. My energy is generally fairly good. but I think our energy has lifted just through talking to her for Oh, now. mine has for yeah. sure. So let me tell you a little about a little bit tell about Tell me a little about her, Mel. Okay, she's an interior stylist, a serial renovator, a philanthropist. She left behind a career in the corporate world and decided to pursue a project she was truly passionate about. And at 60, she launched an ever-expanding luxury product range, basically a curated collection of homewares, hampers, scents, gifts, limited edition pieces, all made by... Australian artisans and artists, like it's really yeah, quite extraordinary. And, and profits from 100% these of them go mm. to charity. So that char- sorry, the it's the business is called Tea House. That's what she yes. created and Tea. founded. Tea.house. Yeah. Tea.house, yes. And it's an online platform that sells a philanthropic range. I feel like I've said that wrong. Philanthropop. I'm not going to certainly oh, attempt it. Holy guacamole. I'm having a shock. Anyway, it's, it's a range what people do for charity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So Tea House is an online platform that sells a range of unique limited edition homewares and 100% of the profits go to charity. So items are designed to not only bring joy but to give back to three main charities that Tea House supports. And the longer our chat went, Trish, the more you realise that Tina is doing exactly what she needs to be doing. Oh, my she gosh. She's such perfect a happy fit. person. It is a perfect fit, her business and with her energy and her personality. Brilliant. Mm. And the hustle and doing it for people who can't do it for themselves, creating a platform mm for charities because she can create that platform yeah, and that's giving right. back. Yes. You know, the creativity and that her marketing, she brings her advertising and background. all the experience, mm, yeah. but it's creating, she's using so many of her skills, the creativity, the marketing and whatnot, but mm. yet creating that brilliant platform and raising funds rather than just giving a donation, which she could have done. Yeah. This is so much more involved. As we've talked about and before. can I just say, mm. whilst doing all of that, mm. Looking absolutely immaculately yeah. groomed. Drop dead gorgeous. She really oh, did. Adele, I got up and gave myself a little bit of a tease today, <laughs> a little bit straighten the hair, put some makeup on. But when I was talking to her down the Zoom, I thought, Trish, oh, no. you need to lift your game top. She's glamorous. She's glamorous. She she's looked like, absolutely she's stunning. Like celebrity shiny. Yeah, she was. celebrities just look shiny. But really natural. Yeah. Just absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Down to earth, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. down to Loved earth. Loved her. We think that you are going to love her. Here's yeah. Tina. Hi, Tina. Welcome to Don't Give a 50. It is great to virtually meet you. Thank you for having me on your show. And it's nice to meet the both beautiful ladies. I think oh. you're sitting in Brits. 
that Thank right? you. We, we are in Brisbane. Mind you, audience, I'm sitting here looking at Tina mm. on the end of the camera and she's looking very <laughs> glamorous and very groomed. I'm feeling a little bit inadequate <laughs> in my attire. <laughs> We're both gone like We're done. Mon- monochrome and yeah. Tina is and in I the most vibrant. my lippy. <laughs> Sorry, I'll do that. Give myself a little bit of spritz. And yet you're in sunny Brisbane. Well, you know, it's the thing. It's a little bit bleak today. Yes. We've had magnificent oh. weather, but now it's yeah, a little bleak. bit bleak, but that's okay. We can deal with that. We can. And you're in your beautiful blues looking absolutely stunning. So, Tina, let's oh. get into yeah. your let's story jump because in. you are amazing and yeah. you are living life, gosh, filling it all in. So busy. How do you find time to balance life as a mum, wife, philanthropist? philanthropist. <laughs> I knew I was going to struggle with that. Stylist and business owner. That's a lot. That's a lot. Tina, tell us. Yeah, no. And every time someone says that, I go, "That shit. That is a lot." Yeah. I mean, yes, I, but I do have grown up children. Two boys at a home who have just recently bought their own home. Oh, how exciting! So they're all. So I feel very proud of my parenting. Oh my god, I've got like children in my homes now, and they're with partners. And my youngest one, who's twenty six, is not really a child; he's an adult who does well, live at home. Always be your baby boy, though, won't it? Always be my baby boy, and my husband doesn't. He doesn't even want him to move out of home, full stop. He just says, no, we want him around. But, but yeah, he needs to fly the coop soon because he's got to let you be independent. But, anyway, but yeah, I do have another child who's called my husband. I love dearly. But, anyway, he takes up a lot of my time as well. How do I juggle it? Very yeah. good question. I don't sleep. Oh, so sleep's, sleep's, don't over, sleep. sleep's overrated in your world, Tina. Is that right? Yes. And a lot of people say, oh, my God, like I live on about five to six hours of sleep, basically. Yep. Yep. I am. I love what I do, so I don't really see it as a job, to be yeah. really honest. It's just something I love doing. So you don't really feel like it's a drudgery at all. Mm. But also, I'm not a big, I might sleep in on a Sunday, and that's it. But yeah, I basically love to work. I get, I send emails at one o'clock in the morning. People hate me, and they go, what are you doing? But that's where my creative brain kind of slips in. So I do kind of squeeze a lot into my day. Yep. And to be honest, I don't know how I do it. I just learned that planning is really important. I think that helps because then you can visualize your day and I've got to do that on the day. Yep. I'm one of these people too that get really excited, like when you cross them all off. I get really disappointed when I go, oh, God, that's going to be on to the next day now. But mm. that does help to be able to be fairly organized in your brain so that you know you're going to accomplish those things. But the reality is when you really do, as I said, when you love something, not really work. So you kind of make things work because you want them to work, if that makes sense. But Absolutely. Yeah. Tina, I'm just thinking now, like hearing all about you, and we know because we've read your bio what you do, but you've got a brand tea house and yes. then there's also the stuff that you do personally. So perhaps just for our listeners, you can explain what you do and then how you founded Tea House and what that is. So how I founded Tea House was through what I actually do. So I've had a multitude. I'm one of these women that have had quite a few careers. I've learned to pivot all my life and I've enjoyed every single one of them. And through that journey, I've actually learned a lot of skills, including being a stay-at-home mum for 10 years. I think I learned some of my greatest skills there, which is, of course, the art of multitasking, which is what? Which is really, I'm really good at that. That's one thing I am very good at. But I learned that being a mum as well, but also being very well organised and planned. So I then, my, I led into sort of interior styling, interior decorating was my big thing. But before I started that, 
it was when I was like 54 and I my son was about to finish his last year at school when I actually then had, I was a stay-at-home mum and I went, what am I going to do with myself? I yes. really don't know what I'm going to do. Yep. And it was, I went away, we owned a couple of villas in Bali. I had been interior decorating and styling but as a hobby, like helping friends, right. not really being paid for it. I flipped that. I built a few houses. I flipped a few. I did that like a side thing that I would do in between. So it was like a bit of fun, but never thought of it as a job. It was just something I was doing. And I designed our own home, put friends with theirs. And I went away to Bali to renovate one of our villas there. And I was gone for five weeks during the school holidays. Kids were coming over. And I just sat there one day and I went, oh, my God, my son's finishing school next year. Yep. What am I going to do with myself? Yeah. Because I'd always been a very busy person. And a lot of friends said, ah, take a goal. <laughs> oh my gosh, you. stick pins in my eyes. Now I think Take about it, maybe taking their advice. <laughs> no. But it was like, oh, really? I don't yeah. know. I don't think I could do that, you know, yep. every day. I yeah. kind of get a bit bored. I yeah, think yeah. I needed, there was something in me that needed a mental stimulation somewhere. Yes. And also, with the kids being at school, I wasn't just a stay-at-home mum. I was also one of those mums that were at the PTA. Oh, I was like, you, know, you didn't even have to say that, Tina. I picked it. <laughs> You're one of the you good know, mums. I was that mum. Yeah. One You're of organising those, you know, it all, darling. You're keeping yeah, it alive. You're keeping the dream alive. <laughs> Absolutely. Dragging us charged. other mums along with you. Absolutely. You were the but one you know, sending I was never the, the one in charge. You were the one sending <laughs> the, the email going. Come on, if everyone just gives one hour at one function, we'll have it all covered. Tina, I'm with you. I was never a chief, but I was a damn fine Indian at school. If you gave me a task, I'd get it done. And I can I just backtrack momentarily? It's so nice to meet another woman that doesn't need much sleep because I'm the same and I'm also an obsessive listener. (laughs) I'm so glad. And I'm like you. I get incredible satisfaction out of putting a big black mark through them as I get through my jobs and then I transfer them to the next day when I don't get them done that day if I don't get them done. And you love to be busy. I love being busy. (laughs) So I feel like I've met my soulmate right at the moment, Tina, because it's both glamorous, both busy. We're the same person so far. I'm glad to meet someone else because they all, a lot of my friends and a lot of people maybe go, I think you're a little bit cuckoo, really. But we love cuckoo. It's just some, yeah. Yeah. And so I, like, then you'll understand how it affected my mum. I wasn't, I was busy at school too because yeah. it was like, oh, I was that person that people would ring going, oh, we need cakes for the cake store. Can you do this? And I go, sure. No. I was like, yeah, yeah sure. I can can do, what do you need? Oh my gosh. I'll get it done. You are one of those. Yeah, no, I couldn't have done the cake, so, as we know. Trish, you couldn't have done oh, the cake. Bro, I, I could have bought the cake. I could have whipped up a couple of cakes. <laughs> they might have been late, but I would have whipped them up. Yes. You are very good. They too. may have well, arrived on a day after the cake store, but <laughs> they would have been made. <laughs> At least they arrived. Okay, exactly. Okay, so sorry. It. Back to you well, on your story. Yeah, so then that was the thing. And I thought, like, oh, my God, I can't be just going to sweep the floor and clean the house. Like, yeah, that right. was the thing that was in my brain. Mm. And I just, and I thought, what do I do? Anyway, when I was doing this, I spoke to a very good friend of mine. He said, I go, you know, I'm in a quandary. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, what should I start something? Should I do something? Should I go back to advertising, which was where I come from? And I went, oh, and my girlfriend said, do you really want to answer to a 35-year-old? I went, oh, shit. Oh, no, I, I'm like, no. Uh, I don't want to be a junior to someone like telling me what to do. Like too much of a boss girl. It was, wasn't going to work. Good. She said, why don't, you, "Why don't you just do what you love?" And they go, "What do you mean?" She goes, "You 
loved interior decorating and designing and whatever. Do it for a living. It was so obvious. It was like, do you think I could make money? And she goes, of course you can. I went, okay. So while I was in Bali, I then started using my creative brain, sitting up very late at night when the creative brain starts to think. Mm -hmm. And I started drawing, and I'm the worst drawer. Like, I can't draw, but I was able to at least. So I designed a couple of handbags. I designed a cushion range. Throws. I knew where all the manufacturers were in Bali. I went knocking on the door. Those five weeks were the hardest five. In five weeks, I came up with my new company. I registered the name. I just went for it. Uh, when the kids came over and I said to my husband, I've started the business. He goes, what? <laughs> like, what? You're going to live in Bali? I go, no, Bali. <laughs> I'm coming home. But I had then already organized for all the stuff to be shipped across. I opened up a little guest house that I have at the back of my home oh. and invited all my schoolmates and I was sold out in two weeks wow. of every what product a, I made. go get you so, so it was like, oh, I can do this. Yes. But from that yes. is when then people actually, there were people that came through my home and said, oh, my God, I love your style. Do you, would you come and look at my house? And so that just rocked. I didn't even have an Instagram account then. I was mm. like, I didn't even, I was one of those people that was into it in 2015. I was like, really? What? No, I don't need to do that. But it kind of rolled and that's where my interior design business happened. But in 2020, so that's where I started. In 2020, it was my year of turning 60. Mm. And I had organized in 2019 when I was 59, this big party of friends to go to Europe where 20 of us were going with their husbands and we're all going to celebrate. A lot of us were turning that big milestone. Yay! And then all of a sudden, lockdown. Yes. Yes. That stopped that in its track. Whilst we were in lockdown, that's when you really, that was probably one of the most pivotal moments for me because I knew the party was gone. We'd moved it to 2021. (laughs) We know what happened then too, being in Melbourne. So in 2020, what happened was I then thought, I can't keep going with this interior business because I have to physically be there. I finished a couple of jobs doing them by, put the couch here, put the chair there, you know, all this stuff. Can you hold your phone up high? Can you walk around the corner? Yeah, I can't see that. Oh, how do I do this? I go, Use that and it was I can't do this. This is crazy. So I decided I'm going to retire from that. I thought, no, I can't do it anymore. But there was something else that was in me that I had never, ever sort of thought that I would do. But I always loved to work with charity. And I have since I was in my 20s. So that's another story. I've always been involved somewhere. And in just a moment of going for those big, long walks that you do, because mm-hmm. there was nothing else to do, Yeah, I actually was speaking to my husband and it was like a light bulb went off. And I said to him, do you mind if I do some charity work? And he goes, darling, you can do whatever you like. Yep. Just do what makes you happy. Yep. You don't have to work if you don't want to. You can lunch. Like, so no, well, there's no lunches, no friends. And I don't know how long we're going to be in this lockdown for. And that's where the birth came, where I actually said, do you know what I want to do? I want to design a homeware range. I like how you find me. Yeah. And, and I want to give all our money away. You went, what? <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah, I want to make, be a not-for-profit. I want to actually give all the profits that I make from this to the charities that I really love. And my husband thought I was cuckoo. Our accountant thought I was even worse. Yeah. He said, you're crazy. You want to give your money away? Just start a foundation. We'll write a check for you every month. And I went, what's the point of that? Yes. Don't get it. What is the point of that? So that's where Tea House came to birth. Yeah. Because what I did say, and I remember saying these words, I said, what I want to do is create 
a dialogue and a narrative about creating a homewares range. I wanted to be as Aussie-made as possible. I wanted to support Australian artisans because during 2020, we were finding out about how many people who were artists had lost their basically their businesses, let alone everyone else. But there was ceramicists that were going broke. There were glass blowers, all these wonderful artists. No one was able to buy their stuff. No one could go see their stuff. And I said, I want to be as Aussie-made as possible. I want to design it myself and work in collaboration with these people. And then I want to choose some children's charities to give all my money away to. And the accountant said, you can do that writing a check. And I said, yes, but then I can't create a narrative nor a dialogue. Mm. And money goes so far. Mm. And I talk about it and I say, this is what we do. And I get physically involved with the charities where I actually go and help them, which is what I do. Then we start getting press involved. People will start talking about it. And not only that, you'll buy a beautiful product like I'm holding right here in front of me, which is our Paling Range, which is our gorgeous... Craft and that cup goes on top, but I'm not going to do that because I'll spill it everywhere. We'll put links and pictures for everyone listening. It's yeah, beautiful. But what I'm saying is that is one of the ranges where we can actually then sell that, but also talk to people about it, do launches, do events, mm. and that gives an opportunity for charities who can't afford to do that yes. to have a voice. A platform. And that's what that's where Tea House was born. So in other words, what you're doing is you are don- you're buying a gift, you're getting something, but also you're donating back yeah. to a charity. Yeah. So it's a gift that gives back. So most of the charitable shopping stuff that you go for, like if you go and buy a T-shirt or maybe a mug, they're all fairly what I would call generic and a lot of them are actually you buy in China or you buy in bulk and you put your name on it and you put you know, that this is obviously raising money for whatever charity it might be. The difference is we're a luxury brand. Mm-hmm. So we're actually also supporting our Australian artists. Yeah. And that brand that I just showed you is supporting a New South Wales glass blower sculptor who's taken the San Pellegrino bottle for us, which yeah. is an upcycle. Oh. That's the San Pellegrino bottle. Really? And it is made, and then he and I designed it, and then... That so we call that the paling range, which in Greek means the again glass, and you made it into a beautiful product that you can buy, and all money for that product goes back to the Lighthouse Foundation. Oh, so well that's done. Long story around what we do, but it gives you an overall picture of what Tea House is, is about. Mm. It's basically a homewares range, and we give all that money away. That's extraordinary, but I would imagine though that there have been some sort of challenges and hardships along the way. Oh yes. So tell us, tell us about <laughs> some of those, <laughs> or maybe Plenty. one or two. Nothing is easy. Maybe, maybe a top three. I, <laughs> if the, you want to hear about some of those challenges, we'll be back just after this. So, Fifties Tribe, let us tell you about one of our little favourite shopping haunts. Sweet Charlotte Studio. So they have two standalone stores on the Sunshine Coast. However, they have a really large online store and this is important for all our 50-ishers who don't live on the sunny coast yes, and can't access. Like me. If you live remote <laughs> like me, it's very handy. The website itself is so easy to navigate and you may even recognise some of the models when you go on there. Yes, because Trish and I are on there quite a lot. <laughs> which is just an absolute thrill to do that. So, yeah, if you jump online, you will see us. Staff are super helpful. So if you are shopping online, you can always give them a call or reach out. Also, they have 
heaps of natural fibres, linens and silks and gorgeous relaxed styles that I absolutely love. Visit their website, sweetcharlottestudio.com.au to get 10% off your first order. Enter the code DGAF10. That's DGAF in capitals. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ten. So as I was saying, Tina, I'm very interested in problems and challenges. <laughs> Actually, I'm not, but I'm interested to know what they were and how you overcame them. So some of the challenges that we have had was when we originally started, of course, we were in lockdown. So we thought, how are we going to sell it? We didn't have a store, so we have an online store. Very hard for people to comprehend what it's all about. But the biggest challenge that we had was actually developing these products. Yep. That was the hardest thing. Finding the charities was easy. There are so many worthwhile charities. It was actually then working with the artists, trying to launch it. Some artists are a little bit prickly. Yep. That's the right word to use. Comes with um, the territory, creatives. I know. It's creativity. I get that. And, of course, the biggest thing is obviously then being able to get the product in and being able to sell it online. Getting a presence online is so difficult. Mm-hmm. It sounds so easy. Yes, we'll start a website, go online. Of course, by that stage, I'd only been on Instagram, probably on my own personal account, for probably no more than eight years. And Tea House was really my design concept from Tea Concept Shop. Really didn't have a massive following because it was all about my interior design stuff. So then I was like, how do we make this so that we can sell more of this product and get it out there? A lot of the, uh, one of the other challenges was a lot of negativity mm. from people who were mainly in my age group hmm. going, why are you doing this? Being a bit judgmental, were they? Or? Judgmental. No, they like a lot of people go, why do you want to do this when you are in a comfortable position, mm. which I was very yeah. comfortable. I had done very well out of my interior design business. Yep. I had saved that money because my husband said, "Here's your money, which is great, but his money's my money. But anyway, <laughs> you, you do whatever you like with that money if you want to. So I put it all towards this. Yeah. I wanted to use that money and make a difference mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. even if it was just to create a loud voice for some of these charities. And 
but being faced with people, like even some of your own friends who would kind of go, why do you want to do this for? It sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. And like, why don't you just get, get back? Why are you getting out of this? Yeah. What is it? And yeah. when people would say to me, what's for why? And my answer has always been, because I can. Yeah. yeah. And that personal fulfillment, like it must oh, be amazing. That's right. Yeah. I'm listening to you and I go, okay, you're getting to be creative and you're energized. You're, yeah. yeah. Energized mm. and yeah. giving back, which is yeah. so fulfilling. Yes, it is. We've talked to a lot of people about longevity and so much of that being positive and being energetic and also giving back and charity and all of those things. Yes. They're yes. all elements of living a good longer life. So I totally I get it. Think, yeah, and I have done, I've had some amazing jobs in my life and I've reached the pinnacle of most of them, like in my advertising career and everything I've ever done, I've always been very fulfillment doing this yeah. than anything else. Mm. One of the things I found the biggest fulfillment for me was the fact, the other thing was to, I was learning yeah. again. Yeah. I learned new skills. Yes. Like if we just got a website and I had to get more tech savvy, I had to learn just different things that I hadn't learned before. And my brain was just like just wanting more Switched and more. Yeah. Tell me more. How do I do more social media? How do I get more presence? What yeah. do I do? How yeah. do I? So I wasn't, I didn't have a closed door. I decided at my, you know what, at any age, you can open that door and learn more. You can always learn more. So that actually spurred me on to be like, yes, I'm getting a buzz out of this as well. One of the greatest fulfillments for me was, even though we faced all these challenges about getting product and then we would, oh, are we ready? And we got no. And then we'd have that, we would launch a product and we did a big event and then our site crashed. It was like, okay, <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs> so we just spent all this money inviting all these influencers and doing this stuff and now we don't know how to buy anything like that. Just, they're the challenges. Yes. You overcome those challenges by, for me, is like you were saying before, you've got a problem, there's always a solution, always, no matter what. Yep. I don't care what people say it can be the biggest disaster, there is always a solution to a problem. Simple, pay people to fix it, <laughs> who are good at it. Yes. So in other words, I am not a tech head. Yep. I know what my limitations are. Mm. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. And I'm not going to, I don't, my ego is not that big to say, oh, no, whatever. So you just get the right people, you get the right advice, you talk to people, you ask around, you yep. ask for favours, yep. you basically just say, you know what, put that aside, you don't know it all, go out there and seek advice from professionals who do and get that advice. And then I'm actually really good at also being able to get young people because my team, my four people, are all much younger than I am. Yeah. And nurturing them and making and saying to them, you can do this. I know, you're good at this, you can do this. Yeah. And they fix the problem. Yeah, so there yes, you go. So exactly. If there's always a solution. Wherever you turn, there will be a solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you dig deeper and sometimes you have these humble pies. Yeah, yeah true. you know what? It's true. It's the hustle, it's the hard work, it's surrounding yourself with people that could potentially have strengths where you don't. And right. yeah, and it's just being honest. It's hang on, yes. this isn't working, yes. or I can't do fine. this, or whatnot. Yeah, people actually like to help. They like to go, okay, do. I can do that. Mm. It makes you feel better about the stuff you can do. Yeah, because absolutely. one day you will, you will be able to help someone. Yeah, exactly. One day, you know, that absolutely. Oh, I do. In, mm. I hope that through empowering my young people who I've taken on, 
especially like my videographer, I took it straight out of like uni, uni, and like she just, her and I might create all this amazing content. She just, she just said, I just love working with you because she's learning about, she's starting her own production company. She heard me on the phone the other day talking to someone. Now, I'm really kind. It doesn't mean I'm soft. <laughs> like, I'll give you, I'll give you the shirt off my back if I have to, but I also got a pull. So she heard me on the phone, not having a go, but being very assertive with someone and saying, this is not good enough. Now I got off the phone and go, wow, I just had a girl boss moment. I just learned something off you. And I said, yeah, when I said, you need to, when you know that you're right and that you need something done, do not be that person. Oh, okay. I said, you've just Mm -hmm. got to learn to assert yourself. So if I can teach even the young people around me that, that's great. What I love to do is be able to say to people my age, I had this, everyone thought, you're crazy, why are you doing this? If I can say, if I can overcome some of these issues, you can do them as well. It's just a matter of applying yourself and all the things that you said as well. Learning, opening up, being honest, getting help, just really investing. If you want something bad enough, you'll hustle to get it. You'll hustle. Yeah, I've always loved the saying, there is a way and we will find it. But hang on, it's this isn't working. But let's try this. How can we do it differently? How can we do it better, more cost effective, whatever? There are always ways. Tina, a life motto of yours that Trish and I love is it's never too late to do something you love. So can you talk a bit more about this and the concept of career transitions for like at fifty plus? Because it's scary for many of us, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. And I just recently asked, I just did a poll on my Instagram, my personal one saying, what is stopping you from reaching your goals? And it's interesting because a lot of people have come back, of course, money is always an issue. That is always going to be an issue if it's something that's really big. But I think what happens is people, as we age, unfortunately, we lose that confidence. That's the big one. That's the really big one. A lot of women over the age of 50 lose their confidence. Their belief in themselves that they're capable. We are all capable of doing anything we want. You just got to apply yourself. There are ways around it. Once you apply those methods, you can do anything. You can change your career whenever you want to. Yes, it is scary. But I always believe that when you dive deep into something scary, that's when the magic happens. Mm. That's when you transform yourself. You can transform your life. You can transform how you think, anything. Because it's sitting in the safe zone that makes us uncomfortable, that actually is way too comfortable, that then stops us from achieving the things that we really want in life. I know it sounds really easy. It comes off really easy for me. But I think it's when you go, you know what? I've never developed a website before in my life. This sounds really scary. You can say that negative talk to your mind Mm. all the time. It will stay negative. But if you say, what am I going to lose? I'm just going to have a go at this. I'm going to hack it. And if I blow up my computer, I'll just bring the computer guys back, come and fix it for me. Really? And go get guidance, learn and talk to people and do that. There is something within all of us, I think, that is called the inner fight. And if we can harness that even when we get older, you will be able to achieve whatever you want. I don't care if you're 80, you can still do things. The thing that worries us a lot more is that we start to become too comfortable and say, I don't think I can do that. Or you hear so many people say to me all the time, I'm too old to Mm. start that. Mm. What's old? Yeah, that's right. What is old? What is old? Old to me is, yeah, when I'm in my deathbed, that's old. Yeah. It's a state of mind. We're not there. Mm. Yeah, I know. And that's what I'm saying about the negative talk. If you say you can't, you won't. That's right. If you say I can, 
you will. Yep. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. I know it sounds really I think yeah. though, but you're also you're also speaking from a place of understanding because you've been through it. So you did a complete pivotal change in terms of career, like Absolutely. leaving behind a successful career. So yes, there is a simplicity to what you're saying, but it's also because you've lived it. So you are yes. in a place I- where you can say, actually, this is what I did and it worked for me. So yeah, Absolutely. if you are, for, are you, if you're scared about something you know, and making you get a change, mm, yeah. And I've got to say that when I was sitting in Bali thinking, what am I going to do with myself? And my girlfriend said, don't start this. I go, well, how am I going to do that? How does that work? Where do I start? No one's going to give me a job just for no reason. So when I started designing, I went, oh, am I good at this? Is anyone going to like, of course there's negative. I'm drawing stuff going, oh, I think that looks really nice. Do you think people will like it? And then you bring it back and you go, do you like it? You're constantly looking for that affirmation. But when I stopped doing that, I went, shit, I like it and I'm going to rock this. And I would take photos of myself wearing this bag with my clothes because I love your bag. I got, that was it. That's all I needed. One or two people to say, you go for it, girl, yeah. and do it. I just think it's a matter of, and that was scary because I did say to my husband, at that time when I decided to do this, I said, I didn't have cash on my own. So I had to say to my husband, can I use some of our money to start this yeah. business? Yeah. I'm an that, investor. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he said to me, Sure. How much do you want? I went, no, can you just have to open up a checkbox? But no, it wasn't. Do we have to put a number on it? Yeah, do we have to talk numbers? Yeah, I know. For God's sake. That charity does. I know, but the reality is I I can with my charity stuff, but with my other business, my interior design business, at the time it was scary because it was like, this is our money, we've worked hard for it, blah, blah, blah. My husband really worked really hard. But then when I sold out, I was like, oh, my God, I can do anything now. Yes, very empowering. It's wonderful. And that is is infectious. And then you then teach that to, like you were saying, the younger people that are working for you, like they're learning from you, but you're still learning as well. Well, like you're learning from all the people that are teaching you, the things that you're, that aren't your strength, for example. Absolutely. I'm mm. learning so much. I'm like, sponge. they tell me, do you know about this? Do you know about, I know, show me, what is it? Yeah. How we use it? What's the benefit for us? Yeah. Lots of different, especially in the tech world. It's not something that they grew up with, like the younger generation, and it's a bit scary for them. It's all, I don't know how to do this or how to do that. I'll just tell you one other thing that is really important. Yep. And I haven't spoken about this because I've been lucky, is, my husband and I were, even from my advertising career, when we started our business in Asia, because we moved to Asia, and we started, I worked with him. We lost everything at one stage. We, as a young couple, packed up everything to go to Malaysia to start a billboard company, which is what my husband owns. I was in advertising, had a, an amazing career, youngest female media director ever in Australia at the time. In a big agency, I left a really well-paying job. We only owned our cars. We were only... 30 years old, and it was like, fuck it, we're going to give my language back. No, yeah. No, let's, go for it. Let's sell it and let's go start this billboard company in Asia. So we moved to Malaysia. We were there for 18 months, and the business partner that we actually did the business with basically stole everything, kicked us out of the country, did a dirty on it. Wow. Massive. So we had invested all, like, our, the money, the house that we sold, the cars, everything was gone. And my husband did an amazing job. We were there for 18 months, nearly two years, and it all, we were basically told that to leave the country. Anyway, he did the dirty on us. Ten years later, anyway, he ended up in jail because they found out about him and we got our money back. But we had to, all our friends said we were crazy. Could you imagine then we had to say, shit, we didn't kind of say too much, but 
We then moved to Indonesia where we started another we started with another company, a very another Indonesian partner, and that was very successful and that's why where we are now. Now we have a big Australian company. But at a young age and to have lost it all mm-hmm. was devastating. Mm-hmm. But I remember saying to my husband, we were standing in front of this massive billboard in Kuala Lumpur and it's still there, wrapped around. It's the, uh, it was, he was the first one to bring in these massive billboards into the country, like a Times Square. Yeah. And I remember standing there and I said to him, he was bawling his eyes out. Mm-hmm. Always hard to see your husband bawl his oh, eyes yes. out. When we told we had to pack up and go, I'm sorry, I made us lose everything that we have, blah, blah, blah. And I said, if you can do that, you can do it again. Yes. Mm. Well done. And I said, we're young, so we'll just yes. work harder. It's fine. Mm, yeah. So I, we both learned some really valuable lessons. And through failure, and, and we've had a couple of other failures of businesses that we had that didn't take us to the brink, thank God, the things that we try to do that didn't work. Yep. But through failure is actually where I where I think both of my husband and myself have learnt the art of strength because only through those failures did you learn some lessons. And I think that's what is also really important. Every single person who gets to my age, I think, has had some failures along the way. Yes. And I actually don't see them as failures because I actually learnt them as really valuable lessons mm. in life. There's things that you don't learn at university. There's things that not even your parents can tell you. There's things that you live through life and know. And if you don't forget them and you say, that's never going to happen to me ever again, then you can just go for it because you go, I've been there. I've done that. I know what to do. And that's the difference, I think, when we get to our age. And I always say to people, don't underestimate the amount of knowledge and power that you have compared to a younger person because you've been there and done that. 100%. But tell me, did you, like, was your awareness at the time that you were going through those crushing failures, for example, like the one in Malaysia, was your self-awareness that high that you were able to say that to yourself right then or is that something that you reflect on now? Just in terms of, no, are you a 30-year-old standing there going, yep, no, we're right, we've got this, I know that, you know. I was. Yeah, okay, so wow, you were that, I, that person. I, I think I'd have to have a bit of a pity party first. Yeah. <laughs> I cried, I yes. got devastated, but my husband was so devastated because he felt it was him, because he made, he said, I made you leave your job, yes, I made yes. you leave your career, mm. your friends, yes. your family, said, trust me. I'm taking you somewhere where it's going to be amazing. And I wanted to live that overseas life. I, yeah, bring on the adventure, adventure before yeah, we, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. And we did. We had a great time when we were there, 18 months. Yeah. But I also managed to do some amazing things in, in Malaysia. Anyway, I could write a book on this, but it's, it's, I did some amazing things. I went into, I went into teaching, uh, teaching university students at the Lim Kok Wing Institute of Malaysia advertising. And I'd never oh, taught yeah. before. And it actually made me realise, shit, I know a lot. I'm really good at this. And I managed those young adults that I taught were so in love with me because I gave a different perspective to how they were usually taught because I would have music on. It was about creative. It was learning how to do creative writing, how to work on marketing and stuff and how you need to let those creative juices flow. And they never had anyone like me before because I'd walk in with music and they'd go, yeah. Conservative, yes. Very, but that was another thing that I did. But also I managed to work with Mahathir, the Prime Minister of Malaysia, who asked me to work on the marketing campaign for Hands Across Asia. I don't know if you remember that. It was to do with the Red Cross where they actually did raise a lot of funds for poverty and it was they taught, there was people that was actually stretched across from Singapore, 
right across into Malaysia, into Thailand. Oh, wow. It's a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. That's you, all there was. Do you think that experience <laughs> is uh, mm. where potentially you got your love for charity and you've got that joy for giving back? I had the love for charity for my first ever job. What was that? So my first ever job was I worked as a bill trader on the stock exchange with a big, yeah, I was in banking first. Can you believe it? <laughs> so serious. <laughs> and they, at my first job, I had a wonderful, I've been very blessed all my life. I've had amazing male mentors. Amazing. Never a female, always a male. So I'm very blessed. Mm. But they held a charity event. I was working at BT Australia at the time. And all these guys who were making squillions of dollars because they're in finance, they were making so much money. And they put on this massive event where they were raising money for the children's hospital in Sydney. Yep. And that was my first ever event. And I went, you know what? You can make really good money, but I can give back. And I got the biggest buzz yeah. of helping out and doing stuff. I'm like, oh, I love this. And so that's where I found that giving is, is where I really find I get the buzz in my life. It's weird, I know. It's no. weird. It's, no, it's no, weird. I, I think it. I think it's. Yeah, I totally relate, and I think a lot of helping people others. Yeah. yeah, yeah, helping others seems to give me a really big kind of buzz. So I guess when I got to my husband, I saw him falling apart. That was where the giving part of me came in, and I said, "It's okay, honey. It's all right. We can do this. I can get a job anywhere." And when we moved to Malaysia, we had no money. We had to ask his dad for money. Yeah. That's another yeah, lesson. It's okay, okay to ask for help when you need it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I said, come on, we can do this. And I got a job in an amazing agency there, McCann Erickson's, and then I fell for it with my twins. But anyway, but yeah, I made really good money and I actually kept us going for five years until the business was up and running. Like we call this a partnership. This is what we've done. This is how we've built our life together. But through those, mm. I think that, you know, you kind of learn all those lessons which have helped me now because when I developed Tea House, I said to my husband, you're going to have nothing to do with this. This is my baby. Yeah, well, once a go-getter, always a go-getter, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. think I, I come from, I, I, a lot of people do ask where they come from. I come from a working-class background. My parents are immigrants. My dad was a refugee at the age of 16, came across from Greece. Yeah. He, learnt to, he had to learn how to read and write. They wanted a better life for their children, so they worked their bums off. Yeah. To do that, I'm the eldest child at the age of 10. Mm. My dad built me a little stool, thingo, and I stood there cooking at the stove and washing the dishes because they were so busy working yeah. and I had to look after my young brother. And so I got responsibility at a very young age and got yes. told, "You, we are a family, we all help each other. Yeah. But through that, my dad was a very charitable person as well. My dad was the sort of man that we lived in a community of Europeans, yep. all much the same, just off the boat, yep. working, not knowing a lot of English. My dad would be the first person if someone moved into their home, do you need your house painted? I'll come and help you. Yes. I'll come and fix the thing. My mum would say, they, these people are struggling with making an extra plate of food. And my mum would send me off to somebody's home and say, my mum they wouldn't get embarrassed. Mummy made too much food. Would you like some? Yeah. yeah. And so I think I grew up with that sense of giving from a very young age. Yeah. And my dad would always say to me, because he's now passed, he would say, you know what, darling, if something lands on your lap, it will roll off. If something lands in your hand, you grab it and you work for it. And then you'll never let it go and you'll never lose it. Mm -hmm. And he is 
so spot on. And I've kept that all my life. Because what he meant to say is if it comes that easy, it goes that easy. Yep, but yes. if you work for it, yeah. you will grab it mm. and you will never let it go because you worked really hard for it. So yeah. you're not going to let it go. So it's those lessons, I think, that I've had from a young age that, came, that made me who I am today and who I was as a younger person as well. And they're the things I always say to people, do not discount the person that you have become. Too many of us kind of go, I don't think I can do that. What the hell have you been through in life? Look at your history. What have you been through? All of us have been through something. We've lost, we may have lost loved ones. We may have drawn that strength of where you were able to put yourself up. No one wants to go from this world saying, I wish I had done that. I want to be able to say, yeah. Shit, I did it all. Yeah, and I have no doubt. <laughs> One of the things that wasn't mentioned, which was I, my motto is live big, love big. Oh, and when people hear yes. that, they go, what does that mean? I said, living big, I think people think that means people have a lot of money and stuff. No, it just means just fucking live it. Yes. Just live it because tomorrow, I can, I was in my husband. I can walk out the door and I get around and buy a bus. Yep. Like done. You're done. You're done. That's it. So exactly. at least you can live big yeah. and pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And loving big means give give everything of yourself, whether it's to your family, to friends, to the community, whatever it might be, because yeah. the more that you actually love big, the more you get back. Yeah. Don't half ass um, it. That's what I always say. Don't, don't half ass it. If you're gonna do it properly. Go big or go home. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? You're going to live life. Fucking live it. Yes. Let's go. Do you know what, Tina? I can actually, we could title this episode that, Live Big, Love Big. Now, I think that's what we'll do. We'll call it Live Big, Love Big. And it's going to be in bold. Do you know what I mean? So that message of yours. When you ask people like at our age, this journey, it's more than just a sentence because it's how do I encapsulate 16, 16 years of living into like one sentence. It's like, unfortunately, I've got a lot more to say than one sentence. But it is that, yeah. And I think that those two things that I use all the time is encapsulating that. You've just got to, I think it's when you were saying before about asking, how do you go and do that? And I say this to a lot of people. Yes, it might take money for you to go for your goals, but ah, just go. Just do it. What are you going to lose? What, you worry about what people are going to say? That comes to my Greek community. When I got, I've been married before. This is my second marriage. When I divorced my first one, oh my God, that's why I've got, everyone keeps saying, you've got to write a book. I said, yeah, I've got to wait till my mum and my auntie did. <laughs> yeah. 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 They don't know half of the shit I've done. Yeah. But, yes. you know, like, yes, yes. But, but my mum had a mental breakdown because I got divorced and it was like, yes. what? Yes. What will people say? Yes. Are you a slut? Yes. Oh, you know, what? Why are you leaving your husband? He's such a good person. I'm like, well, I'm not in love. What is love? Yes. Have a baby, then you'll be fine. I'm yeah. like, how's that work? That's no. right. So, it, it, you know, those sort of things that happen in your life kind of mould you and make you the person that you are. Oh, but resilient. I was steadfast. Yeah, because mm-hmm. my attitude was, okay, mum, you're blaming your nervous breakdown on me. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> and my dad said to me, you know what? I don't care, but every Sunday you're here for dinner. So every Sunday I go and I go, oh, yes. And all my friends would look at me and go, You're crazy. What if you tell your mum to F off? And I go, She's <laughs> my mum. And, and she's a Greek mama. You just don't yeah. do that. Yes. You know, like you yeah. just don't. Oh, the whole and it wasn't in me. 
Yeah, but also it wasn't in me. It's something that I'm so respectful of my parents and where they yes. came from and yeah. what they gave me, the yeah. start and the whole thing. I did have to fight them a lot for it because yeah. they didn't want me to go to uni. They wanted me just to get married and have babies. And then when I got married, I didn't want to have babies because I wasn't in love. They couldn't get that. And it was like, oh, yeah. you know, it was just really weird. But yeah. it's those things that you go when you were saying before, where did you – I think you just – those things come from years of just – what you've been through and who you are and life experiences. And we underestimate that as maturity. We have so much to offer our young communities. This should not be something that we talk to 50s and 60s or 70-year-olds. I think 35-year-olds need to listen to this. And a lot do, so that's good. Which is great because I see one of my sons who's a gorgeous sponge. Anyway, they're all sponge. But he's got a gorgeous nine-year-old girlfriend and the other day she was like lying on the floor we're moving him into his new home and she's lying on the floor going oh, oh yeah it's so stressful and oh, i thought get over it girlfriend mm. you don't know what stress Girl. is honey yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. like are you all entitled yep. off your heart yes <laughs> absolutely yeah if you think this is stressful, wait for something really bad yeah, happens in your happens. life. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah, I know. And then how are you going to cope? So yeah. it's those things I think it's important because when they do things overwhelming, you girls have got obviously a platform that people can listen to and go, I get it. It's okay. Yeah. Things will get better. Yeah, yeah, you will absolutely. get through this. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 No. To there are things that, you. I don't know, great, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, you are I'll take that. Thank you very much. I feel like you're going to smash this because we've got time for one more question, which is our wrap-up question, and I feel like you are going to absolutely smash this. I feel like we this. could listen and talk to you yeah, for yeah. hours and hours. Scratch the surface. Oh, God, no, it's boring after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about something fun. So, Tina, what advice would the 60-ish you tell your 20-ish self? If you could oh go back gosh. in time, what would you say to your younger self? I wish, I really do wish I was more present. That was the big thing for me. I was always such a striver from a very young age. And even when I left school and I and it was in my school, the school book, and they said, she will always want more. Oh, wow. Which is so true. Yeah. Yeah. So it was obviously very present at 18. Yeah. But okay. I never felt it. So I never, I have changed a lot now, but I never celebrated my wins. Yeah. I never was very present in the moment of what I call like doing great things, whether they were for like at a younger age when I got my promotion or I did a really great presentation or I would I would win an account or whatever. It was always like, no, back to work, let's go, let's, yeah. Yeah. let's keep moving. It was always like, driving what's next, what's next? Yeah. I'll be happy and when, this is okay, but I'll be happy when. Yeah. Correct. And I just and I had to have that too when we lost everything too because it was like now I just got to we just keep going because yeah. we've got to now pick up the pieces and keep going and building on something. So yeah. I didn't have a lot of mindfulness. Yeah. And I learnt the art of mindfulness only in my fifties. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I didn't, Same. Didn't really know. Yeah. I think yeah. that's that when we get only- to a stage where we start to reflect and go who, when, where, and why are we? Yeah. 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 And I, and I just. I've done some amazing things. I have travelled the world. I have done some incredible things in my life. And at the time, it was, yeah, but now when I do things, I go, whoa, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be present, I'm going to soak it all up. And I just didn't do that enough. Yes. And I kind of go, yeah, that 
yeah. that's the thing. But you're the, doing the it now. You're doing yes, it now, and definitely. that's and that's important yes, because we've still got a long way to go. And yeah, okay. yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, we do. We all do. That's how we're living anyway. Definitely. Oh, I'm Tina. glad. Lovely to see two ladies doing what you want to do oh, and achieving you. what your goals are. Yeah, and just. Getting, putting yourselves out there because it's never easy. That's one thing that people are afraid of no, is to put themselves on the line. Couldn't agree yeah. more. And when you were talking about learning earlier in our chat, mm. Trish and I have learnt so much. I always refer to it as vertical learning or the learning verticals. There's been nothing curvaceous about <laughs> the, our learnings in this journey. Even mm. our technical issues that we had, Tina, early on. You yeah. know? So yeah. it's just, it's constant. Yeah. and But it does, it, it is good for us though. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. Mm. It's good to be it's good to be imperfect occasionally. Oh yes. occasionally. That's a, yeah, <laughs> daily. <laughs> yeah. I embrace the imperfection. Me too. Because and I don't also, think there and is anything also, perfect about it. I know, but perfectly also, imperfect. the thing is you can't, you guys it's probably yeah. I don't take myself seriously. Yeah. God no. You just I never have actually. It's just even if people follow me on social media, they see me dancing and singing in the car like an idiot and people are walking past looking at you going, what's she doing? Tina, have, you seen, my, have you seen our dancing videos on social media? <laughs> we've got a few memes. We don't take Actually, ourselves seriously either. And it's yeah, like, excuse me. I take my dancing very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, that, that I think as you age too is important. Oh, Laughter, gosh, yes. yeah. not taking yourself seriously. We all have ups and downs in our life. Everyone's got a problem, always. There's always going to be a problem. But you know what? The reality is it's how you look at it. We'll solve it. We'll get through it. Tomorrow's another day. Today had a bad day. Is there a saying about it's just the depth of it varies? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, quite like that. Yeah, you've got a good point. I think there's a good point there. But, you know, uh, the thing is if you choose to say, you know, wake up on the day and say, oh, I've got this problem to solve, good luck because your whole day is going to be about a problem. But if you wake up on the day and say, hey, I'm alive, I don't have any health issues, let's go. Another another day above ground is a good day. Yeah, yeah, it's reframing. Absolutely. I know. Absolutely. So that's it from us today. We'll put links to today's amazing guest, Tina Nettlefold, in our show notes, including her socials and website. Don't forget to stay in touch. Follow us on Instagram at don'tgiver50 or email us at hello at don'tgiver50.com.au. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to discuss or if you would like to put yourself or someone you know forward to be a guest, go to our website, don'tgiver50.com.au. And while you're there, sign up to be part of our 50-ish tribe. We'd love to have you with us. Us. Also, and very importantly, if you've got a moment, leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it help us with our stats, but it helps our 50-ishers, other 50-ishers and 60-ishers find us as well. Remember, gorgeous 50-ishers, life is for living. Don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living and ageing is an absolute privilege and just being awesome is our right. And thank you, awesome Tina. It's been awesome. such a joy. Boy, you are awesome. I feel like going out doing something. No. Yeah, me too. Go rip, <laughs> rip shit and bust. Do something this afternoon. Let's go rip shit and bust, Trish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hustle. Hey, I'm going to hustle. Hustle. I take my dancing very seriously.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.